You can't replace part of the brain. Like, you treat them the same. The source of truth for the medtech industry. Coexists with the province. Robot understands things automatically. Number one show in the medtech industry. So Stryker got ahead of that and changed in the 90s, built a billion dollar company that helped apply a lot of things. State of medtech with your host, Omar M. Khatib. What's going on, you MedRap savages? So this week's solo pod was inspired by a Q&A session that I held on Instagram Live. So for those who are not following, we have an uh, Instagram handle called All Hail Medical Sales. And on there, I'll, on occasion, I will go live um, and answer questions. And of course, when I go live, uh, these broadcasts are deleted afterwards. So that way, people feel comfortable to share things that they're going through, get some questions directly from me answered. And one of the people was a young aspiring sales rep. Um, I believe he might've been an associate, maybe a junior salesperson who works for uh, a distributorship uh, that's uh, based in um, somewhere in America and just found out that uh, one of the, I guess, top salespeople at this company left, but they went to a competitor. And this person, you know, the person, the top salesperson has a lot of great relationships. So they're concerned about how do you uh, manage the existing customer base? How do you uh, protect the business, right? And more important for this young salesperson, he's ready to step up and he wants to prove to the owners of the distributorship that he's the man that can sort of take control of the situation. Now, before we jump into there, I want to do a quick reminder for you all. If you're listening to this podcast, this specific episode, you're obviously interested in dev developing better skills for yourself. There's no better way to invest in yourself than to go through my program, in my personal opinion. The reason why is that back in 2020, I decided that I had to prove out this concept of how do you sell remotely? How do you prospect and use digital channels such as LinkedIn, email to sell and prospect without leaving the comfort of my home because we're in lockdown? Well, needless to say, I was able to put 35 deals within 60 days in pipeline. You can see that on my LinkedIn uh, profile because the CEO of that company essentially uh, confirmed that. And I made a course to teach you guys how you can do this. Aside from having a course where you have access to the videos, you can go at your own pace to really elevate your skill set. We have a private group with a lot of other reps, VPs, and CEOs. Plus, because we've had CEOs starting to request our recommendations to people who've gone through our program, in a way, going through a program has become sort of a way to, you know, get yourself access to really exciting emerging med tech uh, companies. Some people who have gone through the uh, program, Kelly Flood over at Nevro was uh, uh, given an award uh, recently at her sales meeting. I think she had 120% to plan and quota. Vendela Martin, who's begun, just been crushing it uh, in, her, in her industry. She's even been mentioned by uh, other surgeons in their posts. This can essentially be you. Uh, learning how to sell digitally is the future of med tech. And so get ahead of it now. Now, the way you can get access to this course with a special discount because you're listening to this episode, go to digitalmedicalsales.com. You might have to put www, but digitalmedicalsales.com and use the code President's Club Podcast. That'll get you $1,000 off. It's a one-time fee to join this program and you're going to get a lot out of it. So let's get into the topic of discussion. So as mentioned before, this person's uh, you know at a... Uh, at a uh, distributorship and wants to level up their game. And so I'm gonna walk you through what I would essentially do. So you essentially, when you're when you're dealing with this situation, you have two parties you gotta take care of. Number one is the owners of the distributorship because he needs to essentially persuade them that he's the man for the job, right? And 
you know, I had a conversation with this gentleman, so I'm going to walk through some specifics as to what he needs to do with the owners. And then the second part is you got to take care of business with the surgeons. Okay. So let's start first with persuading the owners. Okay. Let me six specific steps to, 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 to persuading. Okay. The first one is you have to build rapport. So you got to start by acknowledging the challenges and expressing uh, his commitment to the company's success, right? Showing empathy towards the owner's concerns does create an, a very supportive environment. And so what I would do is just like you can learn from the book, um, uh, Never Split the Difference, I would go to the owners and say, hey, um, I, I can completely understand why you guys might feel very stressed out and under pressure and understandably so because we lost one of our top guys who has these relationships and is now going to the competition, okay? That's number one. Second thing, present data-driven arguments, okay? This rep has to go gather some data on customer satisfaction, some sales figures, you know, under un, under him, in, you know, to understand like, hey, these are the procedure mixes, everything, just to get that data together and present it, right? And then also share any successful interactions that he has had with surgeons, whether that's in emails or in cases or anything else, right? This is going to help essentially demonstrate their capability and the potential for maintaining, if not improving, customer loyalty, right? The most important things is not necessarily what the things that are going to come out of his mouth are. It's going to be what the customers say. So he has to gather both quantitative data, right? Procedure numbers, uh, you know, which surgeons are doing what, et cetera, but qualitative data as well, such as what the surgeons are saying. And the surgeons... You know, uh, this can be done in email. You can get creative with this. Okay. Third thing, he has to highlight his understanding of the customer. This is the most important thing because as the owners of a distributorship, like they're worried because they might lose customer. Nothing gives you more satisfaction and more, more importantly, uh, a sense of confidence than the person who's saying, hey, I got everything taken care of than showing that they know the customers inside out. So they, this rep has to show his familiarity with the surgeon's preferences, okay? Their needs and even their concerns. And I always tell, these, tell this to people, which is you have to understand people's desires and pains and fears, okay? Desires are things that are based in the future. Pains are based on things that are in the present. And fears are also things in the future. So you have to understand those things to the best that you can, okay? And uh, I would argue that this insight coupled with like a really fresh perspective can essentially lead to innovative approaches to the most important thing here, customer retention, right? That's, that's essentially what this whole thing is about. Fourth thing, propose a detailed plan. Too many reps do too much of this, too much talking. You have to come with a plan, okay? So he needs to outline a very specific strategy for engaging with surgeons, which includes very personalized follow-ups, addressing any concerns directly related to the departure, and then reinforcing the value that um, that his company is going to be able to offer. Right, and he's going to walk this through with the owners. Okay, this includes a short-term and long-term long-term goals, maybe with some metrics of success. One of those things that I do recommend, again, shameless plug here, is a lot of people who've gone through my program, the Medical Sales Network Effects program is they've learned how to design uh, their LinkedIn and create content. Well, they can do that same thing for their surgeons. So one thing this rep can start doing is to start figuring out like, okay, which one of these surgeons actually have an interest to build a brand? And he can say to the surgeons, hey, by the way, one of the things that I'm doing, I've invested in my own personal development. I'm, I'm developing my LinkedIn brand to sort of showcase my clinical knowledge. But also, doctor, you you do such a great job in your cases. I know you're interested in getting more content. Let me capture content of you and help you create that for your LinkedIn. Now you're adding something that the competition cannot technically do unless they've gone through my course, of course. Um, number five, okay, this is a six-point plan. 
Fifth thing, leverage testimonials. Okay, so again, I mentioned this earlier. If possible, use feedback and testimonials from existing customers that he has worked with to serve as evidence of his effective communication, right? That's really going to be important because now this top sales guy is gone. This younger guy can move into place and just say, hey, I'm your guy and here's the proof. Here's, here's the words directly from the customer's mouth. And you don't need a lot of them. You just need a couple, okay? And the last thing is a commitment to com continuous improvement. That's the sixth point of this plan, okay? So he has to offer to participate in additional training and mentoring to enhance his sales skills. And, you know, one of those things is, you know, maybe mentioning listening to my podcast. Perhaps this guy's going to invest in this course, you know, himself. Maybe the distributorship will invest in him, hopefully. I always say that a, a really good move personally as a rep is to buy the course, you know, buy purchase into the program, right? And go to your company and say, hey, I've personally taken it upon myself to invest in myself. And at that point, maybe the company will offer reimbursement, okay? So that's a six-point plan for persuading the owners of the distributorship. Building rapport, presenting uh, data-driven arguments, highlighting an understanding of the customers, propose a detailed plan, leverage testimonials from uh, existing customer, and then commit to continuous improvements. That way, you know, the rep essentially selling a product, which is himself. Okay. Now the hard part, okay. Persuading the surgeons. Okay. This, I gave some more thought. I'm going to put this into seven points. Okay. Number one, you have to acknowledge the change. Okay. Being open and direct, uh, uh, with, but with positive acknowledgement of the top salesman's department is really important. You have to go and address this with the surgeons and let them know. You got to assure them though, that the quality of service and products, uh, they have come to expect is not going to change. It's going to get, you know, stay that way. It's going to, if not, it's going to get better, right? This is where you got to have to think as a distributorship, how can, can we add more ben more value to the surgeons? Again, helping them produce content, posting on their social media, promoting them on LinkedIn, right? Those are, those are some things. Second thing, emphasize continuity and stability. This rep has to highlight that the company is going to have com a continued commitment to quality, to innovation, and more importantly, great customer support. They has to stress the stability and reliability of the products and services. Obviously, the products are going to be, are not going to change. The big thing is the service side, right? And so the way you overcome that is not just by showing that like, hey, everything's going to continue as usual. It's going to get better. So I would say for the next few months, if not quarters, you have to show, you have to take the level of service up another notch, okay? Third thing, personalize your approach, okay? Use the knowledge of each of your surgeon's preferences and history with your company to tailor the, that communication. Personal touches can reinforce their value to your company, okay? So that means like as an example, um, if a surgeon, you know, let's say uh, a surgeon, uh, uh, I'm making this up. Let's say their spouse is, is, is the head of the office or office manager. So obviously that's an important person going and having this discussion with both those people might be the right thing to do. Um, there could be other times where a surgeon, um, has a certain preference as to when they want to be approached and spoken to maybe in the morning, maybe at the end of the week. So take all that into account. Okay. And I recommend do not do this over the phone. Do your best to try and do this in person maybe uh, over lunch or dinner, right? If that's, if that's allowed. And of course you should adhere to all, uh, you know, all the, all the regulatory laws about that, right? Um, number four, reinforce the unique benefits. Always remind me, have to constantly remind the customers of the unique benefits that the distributorship offers, whether that's like great service, the quality of products, et cetera, okay? The fifth, 
fifth one, and this is, you know, some people may not like this, you might have to offer exclusive incentives. So temporarily introduce or highlight existing incentives to help them stick with the distributorship during this transition period, right? I, I, uh, me personally, I do not recommend a lot of people think immediately discounts. I don't think that should be discounts. I think it'd be things like enhanced support, maybe access uh, to like new products or, you know, I, I don't know what that could be. My personal opinion, the very last thing at the very bottom of this list is discounts. Okay. Like I don't like using discounts to retain people. Okay. In my own business, I like to use discounts to reward people. You like, for example, for my course, I mentioned, the only time I mention or use that discount is on this podcast for people who are listening to the solo pod or on the rare occasion, somebody like messages me and is like looking for help and everything. In that case, like they've gone the extra mile, right? So, all right. Number six of the seven point pen, solicit feedback. You got to ask input from the surgeons on how the distributorship can serve them better. This not only makes them feel valued, um, but also can give you really good actionable insights because again, Right now, to this point, everything is status quo, and most distributorships, to my knowledge, don't think about things like uh, NPS score, you know, um, which is which is a net promoter score. Okay, you don't have to get that like um, you know sophisticated with this, but you should start figuring out of ways of like saying, hey, like when was the last time we surveyed our customers? You know, like, and you should come up with if you look up net promoter score online. This is what every uh, like major company does for their customers. You want to have a net promoter score over, I think, seventy, right? Is good, or actually, that might let me change that. It might be sixty-five. Double check that. But you should come up with your own survey that you can send to them and say, "Hey, look, we we want we always want to improve. We want to do a check-in. Let me know, you know, just in general, uh, like you know, solicit an interview and say, like, what what do you like about the distributorship? What do you think should be better, right?" And in my opinion, I always try and start with the negative first. So I say, like, what can be better? They get it all out. You know, they complain if they have any complaints. And then I try and pivot and say, okay, thank you for that. I got all that down. Just out of curiosity, what are the top two or three things that you love that you love about the distributorship that make you use us over and over again? Because then that ends the conversation on a high note. And it's always good to know what customers love. Okay. And then the very last thing of the seven point plan is provide assurance of the personal support. Again, it always goes back to service. As a rep, you have no control of products, right? Because you don't make the products, right? What you do have control of is the personalized support that they're going to get. And if they know that, hey, like this rep, is going to go above and beyond to make sure that I'm happy to do what's best to make sure that the patient receives a great outcome. Like they'll stay with you. So again, real quick on the persuasion of the surgeon, acknowledge the change, emphasize continuity and stability, personalize that approach, reinforce unique benefits, offer exclusive incentives slash don't just go for discounts, solicit feedback, and then provide assurance of personal support. So if you do these things, right, it'll put you in the best position to persuade the owner, you know, persuade those surgeons to stay with you. But of course, earlier, you got to start with the owners of distributorship. At the end of the day, this rep who's young, it may not go the way that he wants, but this is a career development process where he's going to go above and beyond to understand the business, to understand the needs of the owners of the distributorship, and to put together a plan of action. Okay. And this, the most important part about all this is that this stuff has to be documented in a methodical way. Too many reps try and go and just talk and persuade by just blah, blah, blah. It's not going to work here. You got to put things together. This is why if you look at the management consulting world, it's a multi, multi-billion dollar industry based on what? like really nice frameworks on, on PowerPoint slides. That's pretty much it. So I recommend 
going and putting together some frameworks. If you're not good at using canva.com, which I don't know how you can't because it's pretty easy to use or PowerPoint, you know, go to, for example, ChatGPT. ChatGPT um, has some plugins where I think it's uh, diagrams or something where you can give it some inputs and tell it to make a diagram, right? But, you know, I always recommend it keep it simple. If they're meeting the distributors, uh, the owners of the distributorship in an office and there's a whiteboard, you can even whiteboard it, right? But this rep might be a little bit nervous presenting. So I don't recommend whiteboarding because sometimes, you know, you if you're whiteboarding and you're not a, a skilled public presenter, just somebody who's like concentrating, but they're work, making a weird face will make you nervous and you'll screw up. So I recommend having all this ready to go ahead of time. If you're going to present slides, the slide, you should have no more than like 10 slides. It should, you should not have a lot of slides. Okay. I would recommend, um, honestly, like three to five slides at max, but you want to talk about this ahead of time, right? So something that you can consider doing is doing what Jeff Bezos does in Amazon. Jeff Bezos uh, requires people to essentially send a memo out to people or print a memo out so people can come to the meeting, sit down, they read through the one page memo of what's going to be covered and then they have a discussion. That's what I recommend, maybe doing that um, ahead of time. And, and that way you can just jump right into discussion. Um, but again, have have a visual of like what this plan is going to look like and what we can do. Again, the focus on is how do we deliver the news to the surgeons? How do we use that as an opportunity to elevate what we do as distributorship, provide better service, better support, get insight as to how happy are our customers? And then when all this is implemented, the last part, which is, again, I don't want to focus on, on, on negative outcomes. The last part I would say is that this rep, Okay, and this is I didn't put this in these in these step by step plan because it didn't really have a place. The rep should also have a list and say, hey, in the event that we lose some business or a surgeon or something, I went ahead and did some did some research. Okay. Here's some other surgeons that we can we can go after. Okay. If you guys don't use databases, look at alphasophia.com forward slash Omar. You'll get a free report there. This rep can go there and essentially uh, look through. Uh, different surgeons in the area, and then decide um, where they can kind of go and pick up new business. So with that being said, this is your solo pod for the week to the rep who joined that Instagram live. I hope this is helpful. For those who don't follow us already, go to All Hail Medical Sales, follow us, turn your notifications on because every now and then, usually once or sometimes twice a week, I'll go live and I'll answer their questions and delete the broadcast. That way reps can come on in a safe manner, share what they're going through, get some feedback, and of course, not worry about something being recorded and being posted online later on. So that being said, I hope you all uh, enjoyed this episode. And if you like this, uh, go ahead and like this video on YouTube, leave a comment on YouTube, uh, comment on Spotify. If you scroll down, there's a comment section, give us feedback. We always love to hear from you. All right, everybody, happy selling, get after it. Thank you for enjoying another epic episode of The State of MedTech. If you're feeling inspired and love this episode, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode. And be sure to give us five stars and write a short review because that helps more people discover this amazing community of ours. If you're a company who has a executive that you'd like to be on the show or perhaps you want to sponsor one of the episodes, shoot us an email at hello at katibandco.com. Take care. See you next time.